Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products, that's plural, forward slash valuations. Again, both plural, founderpath.com forward slash products, forward slash valuations. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, join HarmonyCVM.com. They help smart cities connect with local farmers to fill grocery stores with produce, for example. They make money on both sides of the equation. Last year, they did $35 million in revenue, of which $15 million was recurring, and $20 million was their take rate off their GMV, which they did $20 million in GMV in the last quarter. They hope to break $100 million in revenue this year on the back of a major acquisition they just completed. That $100 million will be split 50-50 between true recurring ARR and then sort of recurring GMV take rate on top of the business. Hoping to IPO in 2020. Before we'll see what happens. Totally bootstrapped, which we love. Hey, folks, my guest today is Abel Zhao. He's a dynamic and driven business leader with over years and years of experience in the technology, travel, and hospitality industry. Today, he's the CEO and co founder of Free D Group, a cutting edge travel and lifestyle SaaS company. He's played a pivotal role in empowering global enterprises and government units to drive incremental revenue and achieve success for customer experience. Abel, you ready to take us to the top? Yes, so go ahead. Thanks, Nick. All right. So the company website is freedgrouptech.com, but the actual product is joinharmonycvm.com. That's the product. Tell us what you're selling and who's buying it. Sure. So basically, we are a typical SaaS company, and but actually, we're using a little bit different uh, approach uh, uh, in comparison to a typical SaaS company actually available on the market. So first of all, one thing we created is quite different from others is the uh, multi a uh, 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 merchant multi-channel, uh, uh, multi-platform uh, uh, capability to help the sellers to create this kind of, uh, 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 um, it's combining actually with the CRM, with the Harmony, uh, uh, the... Um, uh, the Able, uh, the, which uh, sellers though? My audience doesn't know what uh, sellers you're talking about. Uh, which sellers you mean? You just said to help sellers. People, we don't know what sellers you're talking about. Multi, multi. Oh, that, the sellers basically uh, actually quite wide range. Uh, can be actually from uh, uh, product owners, distributors, uh, uh, content owners, then actually those actually the the one that providing the uh, the, uh, the actual uh, uh, um, product covers from travel to lifestyle to a consumer goods. So basically anything that consumers can purchase, those are basically uh, the uh, those related sellers. And then the, on the other hand, we also work with large corporations like telcos, uh, governments, and uh, 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 airlines and airports. Anything that actually the consu- they can actually reach to their uh, large uh, consumer base uh, uh, customer base. So you're a marketplace with sellers who are the product owners, distributors, you know, and travel lifecycle and customer goods, consumer goods. And then you have the buyers like telcos and governments that are buying things like travel or other things. 
Exactly, exactly. We're the one actually in the middle, providing the solutions, providing the AI, the AI solutions and data capabilities and so on uh, to, to link the two groups together. And how do you make money? Are you taking a cut of the GMV or is there a SaaS fee on one of the sides? Oh, we have both actually. So from the uh, those big player side, we basically charge the SaaS fee. And then from the distributor side, the product owner side, basically we, uh, we earn the commission. Okay. What's the commission typically? Like 1%, 5%, 10%? Well, that actually really depends on the market and also depends on the products. I mean, uh, uh, typically, for example, if we, we, because actually we work with a wide range of uh, uh, suppliers from, or the, uh, the, uh, the merchants from different markets. For example, if it's in China, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the take rate is actually quite, uh, quite, quite sad. We're talking about below 2%. But if you're going somewhere like Middle East or uh, Europe, then actually can range from uh, between 10 to 15, uh, 10 to 20%. Interesting. But when you look at total GMV through your platform over the past 30 days, and then you look at the total revenue you got to keep, what is the effective weighted average rate you're keeping, the take rate? I would say around 10, uh, 10%. Okay, around 10%. Got it. Very cool. And then going back real quick to the to the SaaS fee, which these buyers pay you, the telcos, the governments, help me understand, how do you charge them? Um, so first of all, we uh, uh, in this kind of situation. So we, uh, we again we separate those into two groups. I mean, the smaller merchants, the people who actually quite try to reach uh, to, uh, to, uh, to to sell their product to different channels. Normally, we charge them actually a very a very small fee. So to help them to grow, to help them to actually reach out to a more audience and more customers. What's base. small though? And, Ten bucks a month, a hundred bucks a month. Uh, we're talking about uh, it could be like between uh, uh, between hundred dollars to uh, to a thousand dollars, that kind of range. And then, uh, then there's a big guys out there. So the governments or uh, telcos or uh, airports and stuff like that, that could actually go from uh, $100,000 to all the way to $7 million uh, per project. That's basically the largest one we have, which is a smart city project in, uh, in Korea. Okay. So the, the biggest customer you have today is paying you $7 million per year. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> okay. And it's, it's a smart city project. So what kinds of things are they using your marketplace to access for the smart city from the distributors and merchants? Sure. So, I'll give you an example. Um, so, before COVID, uh, um, so let's say uh, it's a, a small uh, a farmer outside Seoul, they can actually just drive their product vegetables and drive their products to the city and then sell it to different uh, 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 supermarkets or restaurants. And then because of COVID, so that's actually being restricted. So, the government actually tried to do all kinds of things to help the small uh, uh, merchants, SMEs, to actually to survive, to create more different distribution channels for them to reach out to the clients directly. So therefore, we are the one actually building the entire system from end to end to help those uh, SMEs to distribute their products to different channels and help mm -hmm. them to manage those as well. And so on the SaaS fee, I heard you say that merchants, the farmer might pay 100 to 1000 bucks a month, but then, then the big guys, the airports or the people doing the smart city could pay up to $7 million. Is there? Is it very obvious the majority of your revenue is coming from the smart cities versus the small farmers? Or what's the revenue split on the SaaS fee side? Uh, from the tax fee side, one-time so, uh, solution to you right now, if you look at 2022 number, uh, those actually, the total large corporations, they takes about 60, 65%. And then the, uh, the uh, smaller merchants takes about 30%. Okay, got it. So if your 2022 total SaaS revenues, 65% were the big guys and 35% were the small guys. That is correct. Okay, interesting. And you mentioned one-time fee. Obviously, a one-time fee is not a SaaS fee. So are these people paying recurring monthly revenues? Uh, they do, yes. Actually, because actually the, the, the guys who are paying the one-time fee, normally, uh, so for our SaaS models, for example, 80% of those actually are SaaS components. So that means ready to use, ready to launch to the market. But because actually they're bigger guys, so they more or less have, they have around between 10 to 20% customization involved. So therefore, allow us to charge them a little bit higher, uh, like a one-time implementation fee or R&D fee. So therefore, we, uh, that's where the, the, the whole uh, variance comes from. 
Yeah, but if someone pays you a one-time R&D fee of a million bucks, that's a one-time fee. It's not recurring revenue. So, I mean, how do you what what is your true recurring revenue look like oh, in terms of tools? even they pay one even they pay one million dollar fee, they still pay us the uh, recurring. So, because actually we are the one bringing them the merchant, maintaining the uh, the the, uh, the maintenance of the website, and doing all kinds of things behind on a regular basis. So, therefore, we we're still charging them on a maintenance fee. So, the seven million of the smart city was that a one-time seven million R one time only one time only okay. So what I'm asking about is the SaaS fee, right? So on, okay. a, on a recurring basis, what are these folks paying you on average per year or per month? Okay, so if it's on, uh, uh, again, SMEs, they actually range from like under $1,000 and the big guys actually could be from 5000 to $10,000. Okay, got it, got it, got it. And it's still 65-35 split. That is right, that is correct. Okay, so generally speaking, all of your customers on the SaaS fee side are paying somewhere between 100 bucks a month or $10,000 per month, depending on where they are. Correct. Correct. Okay, very kind of project involved. Yeah. 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 Very good. Okay. That's very helpful. Let's now get your backstory here. When did you launch the company? What year? Uh, we launched the company in 2016. 2016. Okay. And do you remember how you got your first customer? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I will never forget that one. So actually, for the first three years, we're doing B2C. So it's uh, travel-related, Hong Kong, Taiwan, kind of uh, uh, only uh, operating our own platforms, but actually pretty much like tech-driven, so AI-driven. That's actually what we try to achieve. And then 2019, we realized that actually what we're trying to do on the B2C side, it's quite, a, especially in this part of the market, greater China area, it's suicidal. So basically, we cannot compete with the big guys. So therefore, we switched the business focus from B2C to B2B, so or B2B2C. So that's 2019. Our very first customer was China Mobile and then Samsung. So we're very lucky that we got those guys on board, but actually, it took a lot of efforts. I always, always remember the story. It's a very similar trend for most marketplaces that are B2B today. A lot of them start as B2C to build out the marketplace. And then they layer on a B2B model, which is what you did three years after your launch. Exactly. Okay. Now, fast forward to today. How many customers do you have paying the SaaS fee? Uh, Right now, globally, uh, we have about 70, 80. Okay, 70 or 80. And then the other part of your business, obviously, is the GMV, right? The dollars flowing through the marketplace. So the last 30 days, how much GMV went through your platform? Uh, so last 30 days, I, 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 for last quarter, it's around, it's around $20 million. $20 million, wow. So last year, yeah. what, you put about 80, 100 million through the platform? 70, in around that. Yes. Okay, interesting. And you kept on average 10%. So that's 8 million of revenue for you last year that's just on it. that model. Exactly. Wow, okay. That's pretty impressive. I mean, I guess you're doing a lot of revenue there. Why worry about a SaaS fee at all? Well, because actually when you're creating a SaaS fee that actually creates from the customer perspective, you don't charge them anything. Actually, that lowered the uh, stickiness and then also lowered the, 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 uh, the loyalty we find. And then mm-hmm. so when you charge them anything, it becomes actually they, they treat the platform more uh, you know, valuable or actually take it more seriously because they put more efforts into it. Because actually we, when we actually generate that revenue, the GMV, the take rates, that the, the revenue, the uh, profit that we get from that, we actually do a profit sharing with our partners. So therefore, they actually end, ended up actually probably making more money by, by using our platforms. But if you don't charge that, that, that actually the engagement from the customer side can be, could be lowered. So of the $8 million that take rate last year, which is your pro, you know, what you keep, how much of that did you have to pay out in profit share? That's already paid out. That's oh, okay, got it. Out. So $8 million is your take, net-net. Correct. Correct. I see. Okay. Very cool. And then I guess we can look at the 70 to 80 customers paying a thousand to 10,000 a month. I mean, that is doing what? I mean, that's doing a hundred to 150,000 bucks a month right there, right? Correct. Okay. And again, the GMV, if you're doing 8 million take rate for you, that's, I think, what, 600, 650,000 bucks a month there. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're getting very close to doing a million bucks a month in revenue. 
Uh, yes, sir. Exactly. That's exactly our, uh, how we're doing uh, YouTube stuff. That's, yes. That's exciting. And so if you're doing sort of 650,000 bucks a month from your GMV business and $150,000 a month today from your SaaS business, right? That's uh, 800,000 bucks a month today. What were you doing exactly a year ago so we can calculate growth rate? Oh, wow. That's actually a good question. So if you look at... so. Um, Exactly a year ago, actually, that's a general. So maybe I better I gave you the number from 2021 then. So okay. first of all, actually, or or actually a year before that. So 2020, <laughs> when we first start the uh, to switch the uh, the business model from B two C to B two B two C, so we only did around uh, less than two two million dollars in revenue in 2020 okay. because actually that's when COVID first happened. <laughs> we switched from travel focused to non travel focused. So that's actually quite a bit of a struggle there. It took us about two to three months to start trying things again, and then so that's under two million. So 2021, we did about 14 million revenue. And then this year, so uh, so we closed twenty twenty two with thirty five million. Oh wow! Congratulations! And what do you think you'll do this year? Uh, we are targeting hundred million. Okay, and I guess how did you do thirty five million last year? Is that take? Is that that's just your take rate, right? Or is that GMV through the platform? So that's actually the one time fee plus rate of the uh, subscription recurring oh. plus the uh, yeah everything together. I see. So of the thirty five million last year, how much of like take subtract out the one time fees? Mm. So subtract the one-time fee. We are looking at uh, so that's eight plus uh, so for the, around fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. So 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 fifteen million of ARR last year plus twenty million yeah. of one-time fees. Correct. Correct. I love this model because your one-time fees basically help you arbitrage CAC. Right. You get your you get your correct. money back immediately. Basically. Well, actually, to, to, to be honest, sometimes we're thinking, well, why is the recurring fee so important? Because actually, if the customers, we we'll basically look at the contract value. If the contract value is about a million dollars, if the customer waiting to pay us in advance, we have no problem collecting it. But in the market, of course, for the invest, from the investor perspective, they want to look at the long term. So if we collect one million in the beginning or throughout three years, for us, there's not much a difference. Because we have the recurring, uh, uh, the GMV going on, so we have the uh, the, uh, the recurring revenue coming in anyway. So, but because of the uh, the, the investors prefer that way, so that's why we sometimes actually change change the business model or commercial agree- uh, agreement a little bit. Yeah. So you're you did 15 million of recurring revenue last year. You think you'll double that to like 30 million of this in this year, and then 70 million will be one time fees. Oh no! Actually, definitely have more. Actually, we we'll start focusing more on recurring because actually there's a several strategic. Uh, 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 movement that with the, the company did this uh, last end of last year and this year. So one of those actually we acquired two companies. One is in uh, based in Hong Kong, which is the largest TMC company uh, for the greater in the market. Um, so they already have the recurring revenue. We're looking at uh, they are I think their 2019 number. This is a travel company. So yep. TMC. So back in 2019, their peak they were looking at two billion Hong Kong dollar. That's around 300 million revenue. Uh, along those that's GMV, GMV they process ticket sales. That is right. That's right. That's right. And then they take around ten to fifteen percent of that. So that's actually their recurring revenue. They only care about those kind of transaction recurring revenue signs. So I think for us, that's actually contributes big part to that part already. Plus, they work with uh, like over a thousand big guys in the market. So we're trying to convert them into from a transaction based TMC company into a travel tech company. So that's actually one of the strategic uh, uh, movement that we did. And then there's another company in Korea, actually the same thing. So we're hoping that actually with all those uh, uh, strategic alignments put into place will help us to achieve the uh, the 100 million revenue this year. And among that, at least we're looking, uh, hoping that at least 50% of that's ARR. Yeah, that makes sense. How much did you pay for the $300 million a year GMC travel business? Uh, can I keep that confidential for now? If you would like, <laughs> if you would like, you can. Maybe if you can't give a hard number, could you maybe just talk about how you thought about the valuation, maybe from a multiple perspective? Sure. If you that, let's just say put it this way. So for that particular entity, we're aiming to IPO in twenty twenty four. So hopefully that actually gave us a uh, uh, 
Oh, but minimal IPO, we're looking at 250 million, uh, uh, yeah. at least the valuation. Yeah. So. Yep. So did you guys, have you bootstrapped this or have you raised capital? Uh, no, we're bootstrapped. Oh, you are. Congratulations. That's very exciting. Nice work. Thank you. Well, All that right. is a painful experience, but still. <laughs> How many folks that. are full-time on the team today? Right now, for that particular, oh, for, our, for our company? For your whole company. company. Oh, 250. 250. Four How five. many are engineers? Um, 62%. Six. Okay. Wow. Okay. Got it. So call that a hundred, 175, something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Great story. Let, we're out of time though. Let's wrap up here with the famous five of you. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, the, uh, uh, I like a number of those actually from uh, zero to one. That's actually one of those. And then actually I like, I read the, uh, the CEO book. Uh, uh, there's a book that they read there a lot. So uh, I try to learn something from that every day. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Yeah, actually, this one here. Um, I, I read that. The CEO excellence. Oh, yeah, okay. I like this one a lot. Yeah, yeah very so cool. Okay. Is, uh, I, <laughs> That's a good one. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Join Harmony CBM? Oh, definitely the, uh, the, uh, the CBM. Harmony is one of those. RCS, it's one of those. Harmony. Okay, so that's good. actually the one that we use quite on a regular basis. Uh, number th- uh, four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, around average around five. Okay, that's not bad. And what's your uh, situation? Married, single, kids? I wish single as as free as a bird. <laughs> that's awesome. Not <laughs> married, no kids. And how old are you? Uh, I wish forty. Forty. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were twenty. I wish I could start something early, but back then, <laughs> instead of just you know goofing around. Guys, join HarmonyCVM.com. They help smart cities connect with local farmers to fill grocery stores with produce, for example. They make money on both sides of the equation. Last year, they did $35 million in revenue, of which $15 million was recurring, and $20 million was their take rate off their GMV, which they did $20 million in GMV in, in the last quarter. They hope to break $100 million bucks in revenue this year on the back of a major acquisition they just completed. That $100 million will be split 50-50 between true recurring ARR and then sort of recurring GMV take rate on top of the business. Hoping to IPO in 2020. We'll see what happens. Totally bootstrapped, which we love. Abel, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan.